gain nine points out of the final playoff spot. For more, go to 937thefan.com right now. It's Pony and Muller. I don't know why the fans are booing. I mean, they. <laughs> Here's Pellick cruising in. Wrist shot scores! Adam Pellick with the overtime winner. And the Islanders take it 5 4 in Pittsburgh. Yeah, the Penguins just backed up a little bit too far. It's disappointing because I thought our team competed really hard. Some of the ebbs and flows of the game, certain things didn't go our way. A couple of the goals were fluky. I just thought our guys, they kept competing. From that standpoint, I, I thought there was a lot to like about our team game tonight. I thought our guys had an inspired effort. We didn't get the result. Obviously, that's disappointing, but I think there's a lot of good things we can take from this one. All right, let's give everybody what they want. They've demanded, they've asked for, they've taken to Twitter and said, give us more Penguins talk. So that's what we will do to start today's show. The Penguins lose again in overtime. Uh, and there's Mike Sullivan last night in another clip we'll get to from today, seemingly giving his team a pat on the back for a moral victory. And I thought I was going to start with something else, but now that he's doubled down on that today with another quote that we're going to get to in a second, I feel compelled to want to talk to you guys about it and everybody else at 412-928-9370. I think the coach is a problem. I do. And it just, it's it's verboten, I guess, for some Penguins fans to get to that side, to get to that opinion because they cherish two Stanley Cups and they identify Sullivan with jump-starting that team and uh, replacing the kind of erudite Mike Johnston who was very professorial as a coach and had no business being in the NHL. And that way he was kind of like Matt Canada where he was a fish out of water in professional sports. But, my God, like, these are the Pittsburgh Penguins we're talking about who just had the longest consecutive playoff streak in hockey history broken. You can make a reasonable argument, Chris, that they are the most successful team in the salary cap era. And I'm hearing the coach sound satisfied, content, complacent about things. We got beat on fluky goals. I'm I'm happy with how I'm disappointed, but I'm happy with how we played. I thought that that was one of the more tone deaf comments uh, that he has made, or tone deaf analyses that he has made. He's absolutely a problem. I mean, at some point, winning two cups has to morph into a "What have you done for me lately?" Even if it's "I know what you did in the past was terrific and unprecedented at the time." But what have you done for me lately? Fluky goals? What on earth is Eric Carlson, your big trade acquisition, doing on that goal that he basically had put in for him? How about the overtime goal? I know. Just, I'm, I'm still thinking oh, about the Carlson step goal. Step right in. Come on in. Just get as close what, as you can I mean, and rip one through. No, I understand that. That that play, believe it or not, that winning goal doesn't piss me off half as much as the Carlson goal or at the end of yet another power play. Let me give everybody a brief window into this. I wanted to, stupidly, as it turns out, catch the pit game right from the jump last night, It's a, which was its own problem. <laughs> um, even worse, actually. But I had to, you know, putting the kids to bed and what have you. And so I'm like about trailing 15 minutes to 20 minutes behind the game. So I'm trying to make up time, right? And I'm like, you know what? It's hockey. I Twice the speed. I can see what's happening. And if I see something obviously wild happen, I can pause it and go back, right? just to see if it's just hockey. So I see the Penguins on a power play, and I said, I'm going to really double down and fast forward through this crap because I know what's going to happen. They're not even going to put a shot on net practically. They didn't. And then you've got Bork 
God bless him on the TV side of this, calling this out right away. Barzal's goal. What is Malkin doing? As a staunch Evgeny Malkin defender, what the hell is he doing? I'm going to go off for a change after it looks like he sees a puck that is very much not settled yep. and not in the Penguins' possession. He just turns his head and goes. And they're trying to execute a change while one of the fastest players in the NHL who has, for the entirety of his life, if you ask Penguins fans, what does Matt Barzell do well? They say score shorthanded goals or come out of the penalty box and be terrifying, right? What's he doing? Going right down the ice to score a goal. And you've got the head coach who's supposed to be the guy getting through to these people, sending messages to these people saying, I liked our compete level. Get the hell out of here with that, man. We're long past that. Start cracking the damn whip. Start calling guys out by name. Why is that verboten for him? I, I, there's got to be some happy medium between. Why do they what, deserve a happy medium well, right now, I'm, Pony? I'm just saying, if he does, it, it's it's odd because he coached under Tortorella, who has no issue whatsoever using press conferences to rip into players. Sullivan doesn't seem to want to do that. Like, you have last night, and then obviously the all-time example is the Tarian uh, rant. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's just say that's not in Mike Sullivan's DNA. You've got to find a third bowl of porridge with this man. There's got to be some, there's got to be some uh, understanding that, like, we didn't suck up the room last night, but we've got to win these games. And there's just, it's just, it's 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 resting on your laurels. He sounds behavior. like a he sounds like a coach actually. He sounds like a coach talking to or about a team that's young. Guys, the core is all in their early 20s. Like, think about the 06-07 Penguins, the team that got bounced in the first round of the playoffs, but they were figuring out how to start winning hockey games that season. He sounds like he's talking about a team that's fighting for the playoffs that's very well, young. Not a team that has literally been there, done that uh, three times in the cap era. I hold the Penguins and the Steelers to the same standard, which is a championship standard. That's how they view themselves as flag bearer franchises in their respective sports, okay? If that's how they're going to view themselves, that's how I'm going to treat them. But, like, what we're hearing from the coach and the way they, the way he's rationalizing the results, my God, like, I murder Tomlin for allowing for this slipping of standards and acceptance of mediocrity to seep into the organization that's what this coach is doing. So murder him for it too. Then. I am. That's why I'm starting the show with this. But the difference is when Should I he keep his job right no, now. No, I've said that it's off the table for them because of the extension they gave him. But it's just I I don't get it. If I if the steel I know it's 17 games versus 82, but we're getting it's getting dark early as Yogi Berra once said. If if the if the Steelers lost a game like this. A pivotal, important game at home in overtime. And their coach, and Tomlin came out afterwards and started talking about the things he liked in the game. All I would need to do is turn on that microphone and say, 412-928-9370, let me hear it. Give it to me. Like, let me, let, let's air your grievances over the next four hours. Whatever you want to say about this guy, it's open season, it's on the table. But there's just not that with Sullivan. There's not. I Rattle some cages. I say things like this. You seem to agree with me because you're a pretty smart guy. I'm pretty sure Donnie agrees with me too. But other than that, sometimes when I hear these things, the way they play, and then what Sullivan says, I think he's not the right coach for them anymore. But it seems to go one ear and out the other. 
I think Penguins fans have for a very long time, because they are a very diehard group who takes personally this idea that when they really sucked, no one cared about them. As a collective entity, and it doesn't speak for everyone, but I'm saying for you know, maybe a majority of, of Penguins fans, at least the ones we hear from, a guy only deserves to get fired or sucks when they collectively decide that he does. And for whatever reason, people writ large do not seem to be at that point with Mike Sullivan yet. What is it going to take? They had a must-win game at the end of the regular season against one of the worst teams I, in the sport. Pony, if last and year didn't do it, I don't know what would. ass in that game, man. How about they the, uh, sucked. How about the bubble series against the Canadiens? I mean, if it hasn't happened yet, it's probably not going to happen. Crosby starts playing badly, and then everyone decides to blow it up and start new. More importantly, we also get on Art Rooney and say, why is he so complacent? I probably do that a little bit more than you do. He seems to be the, the bigger target of my venom. What's Fenway Sports Group doing? Oh, they like Mike Sullivan. They gave him a new deal. He's a Boston guy. They're Boston guys. Who gives a rat's ass? I'm waiting for it, one of the people from Fenway Sports Group to rip off their suit and tie right. and reveal Brad Marchand and, 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 jersey. And again, it's a double standard. Mike Tomlin, nationally, he's a great coach. Our response, we don't care. What have you done for us lately? We haven't won a playoff game in seven years. I happen to think we're right and they're more wrong. So what do I get told the same thing about Sullivan? One of the most respected, revered coaches in the game. One of the great coaches. Only American coach with two Stanley Cups. One of only 19 coaches with multiple Stanley Cups. All true. But the same thing with Tomlin. All coaches run their course. There's an expiration date on everyone. And I just feel like I'm I'm watching this happen. It's clear as day to me. And no one else gets that or is willing to say that. Here's what also triggered this response for me. This just happened literally less than an hour ago over, I think they're in Cranberry today. This back and forth between a reporter and Sullivan, which drives me nuts. Your team has been involved in 23 uh, one-goal games this season. You've only managed to win seven of them. In a general way, how do you explain that your team has been so often on the wrong side of those one-goal games? I think it's easy when guys like yourself come in and point to one statistic and then try to draw conclusions from it. And what that lacks is context. Yeah, so for example, you could look at it in a way that the fact that we're in so many one-goal games... How many multiple goal games did we create? Did we turn into one goal games because we pushed back and got back in the hockey game and gave ourselves a chance to win? Think about that. That makes me hold on. That makes me angrier than the thing we just played, and I knew you were going to play it, so I waited patiently. That pisses me off more. Hey, why aren't you giving us credit for fighting back when we're getting our asses kicked and turning these games into that, one goal games? That is a microcosm. It's so stupid. Chris, that's a microcosm for what we rip Tomlin for. I know. What do we rip Tomlin for? He 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 dug his team a hole this season. And then season, he got out of it. And then he got out of it. Mike Sullivan thinks that he's pulling like a gotcha on the reporter there. He just makes himself look worse. He hung himself. He hanged himself. I think hung is the wrong word in this case. Correct. Hanged. You he hanged right. himself. But I mean, he thinks like, oh, oh, oh you think you're going to get me about one goal losses. Think about all the one goal losses that could have been four goal losses. Who cares, Daddy, Mike? I mean, am I nuts here for getting on this guy the way that I am? I know it's very frustrating. I heard you talk a little hockey last night. I mean, am I am I off here? No, I mean I think it's something that we we brought up last week too. Like it, it's it's just to the point where the, you you probably need to look into making a change. And it's not even far from like what was it last last Thursday or Friday the anniversary of whenever they fired fired uh, Tarion. So it's not even like it's too late in the season for that, and people don't need to think that. 
But, I mean, we, we do kind of go on a lot of the same lines that we talk about Mike Tomlin with and his shortcomings of the last seven-plus years. I mean, yeah, he won back-to-back cups. That's terrific. I know. He should always it's be. It's been seven years since they were really a, a team that people took seriously He should always in the be appreciated as, as a coach that got the Crosby team and core to two more How many playoff series has he won? Greatness. How many playoff series has he won since the Nashville Cup series? One. One. Against Philly. One. Look, I'm not even making the argument because I think it's going to, like, it's going to flip a switch and they're going to win. I'm just saying with, with, with these comments, the way they played to this point this year, the way they played last year, just, like, every same thing with Canada being, in a way, like a shield for Tomlin for some people. Last year, Sullivan's alibi was, well, it's the GM's fault. It's Hextall's fault. He's the idiot. He's the nincompoop. He's the boob. He's the he's the moron. He's the problem, not me. Look at what and like remember he started even giving some comments like, well, this is the hand I was dealt, kind of thing, like yep. backhandedly throwing the GM under the bus. Well, what now? He's patting his team on the back when they need to win these games for fighting back and losing close games. Could have been a route, but we did get that cheapo point. Please pay no attention to the fact that, of course, we still got beat. I, he just seems to have lost the plot with his own team. Yeah, I mean, obviously we're disappointed we didn't get two. You know, um, I try to look at it objectively and and you know look at the process and you know and 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 give the, the give the players uh, you know a fair assessment of how the game was played. You know. You can't always control if the puck goes in the net or not. All you can control is your effort, your energy, uh, your intent, your compete level, uh, your execution level. And I thought for a lot of the night, it was a pretty inspired effort. Hey, you guys tried hard. That's what we're getting from Mike Sullivan. This is like uh, youth soccer. Everybody gets a trophy on the team. Everybody gets their orange slices after the game. That's how he's coming off to me. And I'm ripping him, and maybe that's... Going to piss people off because he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion, and I should be more uh, respectful of someone that's brought us uh, two titles. But we wouldn't give just... any other coach in town this courtesy. We there's no way. Not saying we are. No other coach in town by the town writ large would be afforded this this courtesy, this opportunity to like basically just keep digging with that shovel until they hit bottom. Well, let's see if our listeners agree or disagree with us. Fan Hotlines presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider. You will hear Kyle Dubas later this hour. So stay tuned for that. He is talking right now, and Jeff is there. We will turn around those comments. Here is Bud to lead us off. Hello, Bud. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, man. Hey, uh, let me start off by saying I've been a season ticket holder since uh, back in the Civic Arena days. Nice. So I pretty much know bad hockey when I see it. Yes, you do. And... Uh, Right now, I mean, uh, Sullivan's talking about a bounce here, a bounce there. Well, I was at the game last night. Two of the Penguin goals bounced off of Islander players and went in. So there's a couple of bounces that they got that uh, probably shouldn't have gone in. And uh, I just don't know whether that, that power play is so bad. I don't know whether it's the coaching or it's the players not listening to the coach. But either way, that's well, a coach. Let me issue. ask you this, Bud, because I, I get where you would come from on the power play and say, I don't know if it's the coaching or them not listening. But if it's the players not listening, then by definition, the coach is not doing their job because their job is to get through to the players. I know I know. Like when I, I say that and you say, well, it's kind of not fair to the coach. If the players don't want to listen, they won't listen. But 
That's why guys get fired in the NHL so often. No, I agree 100% with you. It's a coach's issue either way. Either they're poorly coached or they're not listening to the coach. I agree with you 100%. Thanks, I think, bud. I think Reardon's got a lot of substitute teacher vibes right now. To go back to something I wanted to say in our open, too, what baffles me so much to this day about the way Sullivan occasionally or, or often will get the kid glove treatment, we have this fan base specifically should be foaming at the mouth before any other to make a coaching change. Because it's resulted Every, in championships. Two out of their three modern, you know, salary cap era cups have resulted, actually all three of them, if you, you give Sullivan both of those, obviously, it's because they moved on midstream from a guy who wasn't being listened to. And Bilesmo was the winningest coach in franchise history when he got fired. It's just And they it's still crazy. didn't think the results were good enough. They moved on. They got the next coach wrong, but eventually they got Mike Sullivan. They're, and they're, settling, in, they're settling into a Steelers level of complacency in this idea that we're the stagnant. Well, we're the Penguins. There's a certain level of brand cachet. We don't need to act the way we might have even acted in the past. Isn't it the same way people talk about the Steelers yes. under Dan Rooney? At some point, you cross that Rubicon, and maybe with them, it's the new ownership group, FSG, and they want to win, but they also think it's way more important to have this certain Penguins brand that they feel Mike Sullivan's an integral part of. Carl's next. Hello, Carl. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Carl. I'm, I'm ready for some therapy here because – this coaching staff is driving me absolutely insane watching what's going on because this organization has always, and you guys have brought up this point in a, in a side way, is this organization has never been built around the foundation of a coaching staff. It's always been around the players. And for the first time, Sullivan seems to have run a PR game with this Boston company, and now you've got the situation where – He's running whatever he wants to run, and you've got a situation where they're not physical. They don't have any tough players. They absolutely you run out of the rink. There's no inspiration. Guys like Gino, who would get himself going with a little physical play, doesn't even want to because he probably hears it from Foley. So they're also I, sloppy, a, Carl. They're a very sloppy, undisciplined-looking team out there. They don't even play to his identity anymore. The identity of the Penguins, and he said it has always been about speed and skill. It was always just play. Well, you know, they're not capable because when he took over, those guys were all young enough in the core. I want to say for the record, I think Carl's initial point, it's always been a player-built organization, never about a coach and a philosophy, and now it is. I think that is 100% correct. Let's see if Don wants to chime in on that. Hello, Don. Hi, this is this is Don. Yeah, Don, you're on the you're air. You're on the air, Don. What's up? Hi. Uh, well, I I agree with you guys. I don't want to pour gasoline on the fire, but I why will not? Anyway. That's what we do. We do that yeah, when teams well, suck. Yeah, and coach talk radio was invented for that very Don. Thing, when Don. coaches are making people unhappy we want in people town, like you to bring gasoline. Yes, as much bring as that. You can. Bring that big metal red can of gas and throw it all over the fire. Then run in the other direction. <laughs> all right. Well, th then I'll do that. I I think that uh, you know honestly I I always liked Sully. I thought he was a good coach. I think the players usually got the response that he was looking for. But I think since that Rangers series a couple of years ago where he pretty much, and I say he because they had leads within games that entire series and they blew the series. Now, granted, he had a pizza boy for a, for a goalie. But, <laughs> you know, he, he still had the series in hand, 3-1, to did. one, and they blew it. Well, he got the same treatment from fans that a lot of the Steelers apologists gave Tomlin for the year without Ben uh, when they had Duck and, and Rudolph. Yeah, we lost, but if we had a legitimate goaltender, we would have won, and I agree with that. The problem is they haven't done anything since. Well, the problem is that's just like one of so many playoff humiliations. Yeah, that one you can give them a pass. Louis Domingue lost them that series, yep. but I, I don't – you know what, though? 
They get Jari back in game seven and they have a lead and they can't hold it. Mr. Kennedy! All right, let's talk to Penguin Stanley Cup champion Tyler Kennedy. Trying to remember here. Last week, Donnie, do you remember the percentages Tyler gave us? Penguins to make the playoffs, Penguins to trade Gensel. Starting this way. No, I'm just, I I want to get an update here. Let's see if Tyler changed his mind. All right, I I know him. Do we want to say him? I do remember. 60% to make the playoffs, I believe 40% to trade Gensel. I mean, he's allowed to change his mind is, after is one this week. Like one I said of those... before the season started, the Penguins would win the Stanley Cup. I mean, I'm Do- an idiot for Donnie, having that kind of like belief the, in them. Donnie, is this like the faceless uh, animated character, the meme where he goes stonks, and it's just the arrow pointed down well, right now? So let's now. see if, if how much Tyler's faith is wavered, if at all. He joins us right now. Tyler, percentage the Penguins make the playoffs now today <laughs> on February 21st. You guys are starting off hot, eh? Coming right at me. We call this the Crowley method on the show. The Adam, we call this the Crowley. <laughs> Wasn't Crowley just off for a while? Yeah, he He's was back. on paternity leave. Yeah, I know. We all were hoping he was fired, but he actually was just taking care of his newborn. Yeah, I heard things are going downhill for him quick, too. That's what <laughs> yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah, he that's, got very fat. Hearing. He got yeah, very, right, yeah. He got very big. Oh, I man. a couple of people out there saying I should mention it, but I'll keep it to myself. I'll take the high road yeah. today. <laughs> Well, you're a pro, that's why. All right, so what percentage yeah. would you say now, Tyler? I was trying to dodge that question. Did you see that? You guys aren't letting me go. No, we're, um, we're dogging about it here. I would say training Gensel, we're going probably 50% right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still pretty on the fence. It just seems like, you know, they're still hovering at like 50%. They win two, they lose one, win one. You know, we still don't know really what direction if they're going to make the playoffs, you know. Like, it's so tight. If they go on a four-game win streak, like they're right back in the mix of, you know, in that playoff spot. They lose three games in a row, they're done. You know, that's it. That's all. You know, so it, it can go either way real quick for the – the Penguins right now, and especially with the standings and who they're playing coming up. Tyler, what's your reaction to the way Mike Sullivan kind of himself reacted to that loss last night? Because Andrew and I have both been very fed up, frustrated today. It sounded like he was talking about a team that was young and learning how to win and in this kind of a playoff chase or situation for the first time. And it just had us scratching our heads about why he didn't basically crack the whip on these guys a little bit more publicly. Yeah, you know what? I think Mike Sullivan's got too much respect for them to light them up in the, you know, in the public. I I would think behind closed doors he's giving it to them. I would think, you know, again I, a lot of coaches except Tortorella kind of take the high road when it comes to the media just because. And Sullivan that's the last coached thing. with Tortorella, which is weird. I thought he would maybe adopt some of that, Tyler. He doesn't. Clearly. Yeah, you know what? I that that's like the new age of coaching. You know, I don't think. You know, again, there's a lot of times where I'm watching the post game Mike Sullivan, and I'm waiting for him to light a guy up that's turned the puck over for a goal, and he doesn't. He, he take again, he takes that the high road, I, and that's probably the better way to do it because 
once you light a player up in the media, yeah, you might get a reaction better playing from him, but you've kind of lost that respect from that player. Sure. You know, that's that's the one thing I feel with this new age group of you know players that one, they're all on social media. They all read what coaches say before a coach and light you up and you probably wouldn't hear from it unless it was from one of your buddies or like someone on the team that might have heard of driving. You know, now everyone watches and listens. So it's different with this new age group. So that's what I think happens. And yeah, like you're waiting for anything. And I think one thing Mike Sullivan is really good at, and it doesn't give you much, is that emotion about the wins and losses. You know, he doesn't give you much on what he's thinking, how he's thinking. You know, he's like a, a kind of like a coach version of Sid. You know, Sid gets you, you know, he gives you enough that you're happy, but he doesn't give you more than that. And that's what I feel like Sullivan does. What do they, what do they need from him right now as a team from their coach? You're saying he's even keeled like Sid is and that, that's good for them. But what, do, what does this team need from its coach to kickstart them into that kind of winning streak you talked about that they need, Tyler? Um, Maybe a statement by maybe sitting a couple of players or, you know, letting these young guys, you know, try – you know, different positions, kind of like what he's doing now. I always feel like a, a last resort for a coach is really, you know, playing, you know, bingo, throwing everything at the wall, trying to mix and match. Like he's really mixing and matching. He's given a lot of guys opportunities. Like that, that's what I think his lot, like, you know, that's, it seems like that's what his last resort is right now, trying to get this team going. That's what he's doing right now. I think the next one, I like, He's got to sit a star or call a star out or or something like that. Because when you look at the team, when you think of Sid, when you think of Malkins still having a pretty good year, Gensel's having a good year, Latang's having a good year, the goalies have been pretty solid. You know, like they're trending in the right direction. I think the goaltender's been, you know, after our first two or three months when we were talking, we were like, oh my God, they've been solid. Maybe they've been listening to us, but they've been real solid over the last two or three months. I think it's everyone else. You know, it's everyone else. Like, come on, guys. We need more production from other players. Like, your 37 or, you know, 37-year-old star player, Sidney Crosby, I know he's maybe the best, you know, top five to ever play, but he is 37, and we need some other guys trying to push for that scoring lead or trying to put some pressure on the points, you know, because – He's carrying a lot, a lot of that weight, and he needs help if they want to win. Tyler Kennedy, Tyler, we got to let you run because we got Kyle Dubas next, so we'll see you on the other side, okay, buddy? Oh, boy. Good luck, boys. See ya.